Hello and welcome back to Pete's Corner. It's it's been a really really long time. It's been almost a year I think since I last recorded one of these. Um, so we can officially call this season two, episode one. I I didn't mean to be gone that long. It's just a lot of stuff in my personal life came up and um a lot of things a lot of things uh, was happening to um, me health wise. So I just took a break and that break turned into an extended leave. But I always really wanted to come back. I'm in a new house now. I have more space. I um, have my own. I have more space away from the kids. So um, I shouldn't pick them up on the recording. I did my best to, to edit them out of previous recordings. So you guys probably wouldn't have known they were around me. Even if you listened to it. Because I, if I'm not mistaken, they never came through on the microphone. But um, so I've um, I've been on a bit of a... A life change trying to change my life around um i've lost um over 30 pounds i've lost about 35 pounds since i've last um been on here i'm working out i'm weightlifting i um i'm in a much better mind space now than i was a year ago i'm, uh, I'm actually happy i'm in a beautiful new home um I'm with my wife, with my kids and i and i honestly don't remember the last time i've been so happy in my own personal life and um i really do kind of credit that to the workout that i've been doing because it's kind of helped me get all that negative energy out of me every place of positive energy and it's really changed my life i i'm not really i'm, I'm never really good about talking about myself but i figured since i've been gone for so long i can kind of update everyone on what i've been doing i um so i've um my wife and i we've decided to try and have one more baby um it'll make number five but um, we, we want to wait until this whole COVID-19 thing is um is over with before we decide to try and bring a new life into the world because we don't want to risk um anything happening. We especially don't want to go to a hospital right now or even be around doctors. But um so we're just waiting to see um to see how long it'll take for this um whole COVID-19 situation to to go away or at least uh, hopefully there'll be a vaccine or something soon. And I hope all of you that are listening to me right now are um, safe, keeping your distance, wearing your mask, following the whole social um, distancing guidelines because this thing is serious and um, it's infected. It's infected a lot of people. So I just hope everybody stays safe. I know I'm, I've been social distancing. Um, my wife and I celebrated her birthday just yesterday. By the time you guys listen to this, it would be a few days ago. So um we, we celebrated the birthday here at home. It wasn't the, the best of birthdays, but she had a good time, which is all I care about. And I have a slight hangover, but that I guess I could betray my diet for one day. <laughs> so that's enough about me. Um, you know, um, if you're new here, I run a gaming-related um, podcast. I don't usually... Actually, I don't believe in talking politics here. This is a political free zone. You would not hear me talking about any of that um of that bullshit here there's a time and place for that and it is not here on my podcast so um let's um let's just jump right into it so lately um i bought an early access game and if you've listened to me before you would know i'm kind of against buying into early access games mostly because i don't like the idea of having to pay a ridiculous sum for a game that isn't completed so i usually don't spend more than 20 dollars on an early access title but i actually dropped $40 on Mountain Blade 2 Bannerlord and my god 
it's fantastic. I, I love it. It's the best early access game I've ever played and it's also my most played early access game because I have over 60 hours in it already. And at 60 hours just me with the same character trying to conquer the whole map and doing all that fun stuff. But um, it's I kind of wish I didn't start my own kingdom because it's really half-assed right now. It's really, um, I at least I hope there's a lot of features missing. I hope they're not going to try and push it out as is because diplomacy is pretty much non-existent. Um, there is no diplomacy. There is very little you can actually do with your own kingdom compared to when you can just serve somebody else and kind of live your own life and do whatever you want with your own kingdom. You're always at war. You're always fighting. And right now the game is um, it's very early access. It's, it feels like an early access game. It, it's buggy. Um, it has FPS issues, but it's fun. It's a lot of fun. And I really enjoying it. I've put... Um, in the last um, seven days, I've put 60 hours into it, so I've been going at it pretty hardcore. And I, I haven't played an RPG quite like it before. I'm used to fighting dragons and slinging spells, and there's none of that bullshit here. It's just like a realistic RPG. You're a normal guy. You're a normal soldier who... Not even a soldier. You're just a normal person who is out on a quest to avenge the death of his mother and father. And then um, your brother goes out to look for your um, siblings. And that's pretty much where it ends. I never actually saw my brother again after that. And um, I'm not sure if they're going to add on to that or not. But I'm not a huge fan of the story that's in the game right now. It's very tedious. There's a lot of um, go traveling around the map, talking to specific NPCs. They're completing their ridiculous quests later on, which kind of just breaks down to wipe everybody off the fucking map. And I'm not really a big fan of that. I kind of wanted to take my time, do things my way. So um, I'm going to download that sandbox mod that just lets me skip all that bullshit and get right to my own thing so i don't have to worry about it but the game itself is very good i think and i think um it has the potential to potentially be a masterpiece if they work on it a lot it i, I that's how much i like it. it it's really good it's my first mountain blade game so i went back and i spent um 11 on um mountain blade the original and mountain blade um war war band i believe it's called with all the dlcs attached so i bought the whole collection for like 11 dollars or 11 and some change so i'm looking forward to jumping into those older games since i know they're complete and i have a good idea of what to expect from bannerlord whenever that's finished but right now i really am addicted to bannerlord and my wife in that game just won't stop getting pregnant she just had twins and we're on like uh six children right now so that's uh yeah, she's she's very fertile. <laughs> so, but jokes aside, I'm really loving the game. It's very fun. And my wife has even been curious about it. She'll sit down and watch me play it. And um, she's been talking about potentially trying it. So I might be buying another copy in the near future for her to try her own PC. Now, I will say that the battles are um, fighting someone in battle. It's over pretty quickly if you can hit them in a vital location, like in the neck or stab them in a chest or something because um the game tries its best to be realistic but you can also lower the difficulty to match your skill level which the easiest difficulty i forgot the name of it but it's basically more um rpg-ish where you can hit them multiple times and they and they won't die and they can hit you a whole lot of times and you won't die but on a realistic difficulty one or two hits and you're dead and when you think about it in real life if you got hit once maybe twice you would most likely die from a sword or an axe or some shit and you know it all depends on where you're stabbed obviously but usually once or twice to do it so i really enjoy it i i think it's a really unique experience it's one i've never really had before 
and even though the gameplay is um could use a can use some um tweaking i am enjoying myself with it and i actually really love the game and i can see myself putting hundreds of fucking hours in that game but i'm gonna stop after i conquer the map the first time and wait for it to be officially released and and i think that's really it i think that's that's all I really have to say about Bannerlord. That's 60 hours of just pure gaming bliss right there. Um, I have been um, playing other games, but I get into um, more on that a little bit later. For now, actually, I wanted to talk about The Last of Us 2 and the controversy surrounding that. Now, there's pretty much two sides to The Last of Us 2. People that um, are bashing it and people that praise it. And if you listen to the people that praise the game, anybody that has a negative opinion on the game needs to shut the fuck up and not talk and just let them enjoy it. But why should people shut up and just let you enjoy it? Everybody has a right to their opinion. If they don't like the game, they have every single right to voice their negative opinion on the game. They paid their money on it just like you did and their opinion is just as valid as yours. Your opinion isn't better than theirs. And because you don't like what they have to say, that doesn't mean they should be quiet. I don't agree with that at all. I read all the leaks for The Last of Us 2 before it even um, launched. Then I thought it was a train wreck. And me, I've never been a Naughty Dog fan to begin with. I thought the first Last of Us game was um, was was okay. It, it, it was decent. It, I don't think it was a masterpiece or anything like that. I thought the gameplay was terrible. Um, including uh, the, the gameplay was terrible. The story was good. And the presentation was good. Naughty Dog always knows how to present their games really well. And they always know how to act their games out very well. But it's never any fun playing their games. Not to me. And so I didn't love The Last of Us. But I didn't hate it either. Now The Last of Us 2 I won't touch at all. Because I, I know myself. I know I won't like it. Just like I knew I wouldn't like um, that Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order game. Ended up giving that a 5 out of 10 if I'm not mistaken. Be or six i think it was a five but i know myself i know what games i like i know what games i won't like and my opinion on the last of us two triggered some people on twitter and i don't give a fuck about that i don't i'm not into the pandering into the social justice politics or into neil Druckmann or neil fucker as i like to call him um telling people that if you don't like the game you're a bigot and you're this and you're that well we could just not like the game because it's a shitty game because of the direction you took the game in that could be a reason why we don't like the game. It's not because it has nothing to do with your whole um, gender politics or with whatever you decided to put in your game. And I find it very funny that there's such a heated debate going on right now with this game because everybody just thinks that you should love the game because it's so inclusive and and because it's so great and the gameplay is great and the graphics are great and blah, 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 blah. Everybody doesn't have to like this game. And the fucking story. Everybody has different opinions. Fuck, I just watched PewDiePie. He, he gave it a 6 out of 10. He's the biggest YouTuber on the fucking planet. And he loved The Last of Us Part 1. I watched his stream and he did not like The Last of Us Part 2. He, he didn't hate it, but he didn't like it either. He said he would never play it again. And I'm using that as an example because not everyone's going to like the game. Not everyone is going to share your opinion for it. If you think it's a masterpiece good for you let me put my phone in vibrate so i don't get interrupted again that was not my phone never mind not everyone is going to share your opinion for something because i'm perceived now i guess as being someone that likes to trigger people on the internet that my opinion shouldn't be valid well i don't care who i trigger or if you care so much that you need to comment on my shit 
I, it's my opinion and I won't change my opinion and I don't give a fuck what you have to say to me about it. I voice my opinion, I voice my concerns about it, and then I move on. That's it. I never force my opinions on anyone else. I never say that the game sucks, so that means you must think it sucks too. I've never done that, I never will do that. And people that do do that are fucking idiots. Just like people that praise the game and thinks everybody else should praise the game is also a fucking idiot. Everyone has the right to their own opinion on a game. So if you think the game is the best thing that happened to the PlayStation 4 and to your gaming life, more power to you. I'm glad you love it. If you think the game is the worst thing ever and that they destroyed the fucking series with all the pandering and the, all the changes and, and killing a certain beloved character who I won't spoil for those of you that haven't played it yet. But if you think that they spoiled the game, more power to you. Just get along, man. It's a video game. I think that's all I'll say on it. I think I'm going to move on from that topic. I'm not sure what else I could possibly add to my opinion on The Last of Us 2. I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to support it. I don't like um, when games get too political. And to me, it is a political game. So I I don't care for it. I, and I don't care for Naughty Dog in general as a company or as a game developer. I've never been drawn to their games. Um, I've never liked um, Uncharted. Last of Us, you can go back to Crash Bandicoot. I've never fucking liked that game either. So it's like I've never really been drawn to their to their games or to that company. Their whole narrative-driven gaming experiences just isn't for me. And that's not saying I don't like strong narratives in games because I've played games with fantastic narratives. Mass Effect, Witcher, all three Witcher games, by the way. Not just The Witcher 3. I mean, The Witcher 1 told a fantastic story. Um, and The Witcher 2. I've played a lot of the strong narrative-driven games, just I never really cared about Naughty Dog's version of narrative-driven games, if that makes any sense. And that's my opinion on Last of Us 2. I'm not going to touch it. I have a right to not touch it. I have a right to say it looks like shit to me, because that's my opinion on it. I've watched the entire game on Twitch and YouTube. I've watched the ending. I've watched everything, and it just looks like it's like a game I would not enjoy. And I know myself enough to not support the game to not want to support the game and that's and to me i have a right to do that and if you feel the opposite then go right ahead and feel the opposite but the minute you try and force your um opinion on me is the minute i um fuck you up with words <laughs> i'm really good at that so you could bring it if you want to bring it my friends and we're gonna go ahead and uh move on I'm going to keep this episode short. I'm just getting back into the swing of things. So um, I'm not going to talk for too long. Maybe um, maybe 10 to 15 more minutes and then I'll be done. And I'm currently at uh, 17 minutes right now in this recording. So the next game I want to talk about is a game I literally just bought yesterday on my wife's birthday. And that's Doom Eternal. No, 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 no. I didn't buy it on her birthday. I'm lying. I bought it the day before her birthday, but it didn't finish downloading until... Um, yesterday morning and I didn't have a lot of time with it obviously it was her birthday so I had to be like um, super good husband and behave <laughs> because uh, she knows I love my video games so um, I didn't really play any video games yesterday a little bit I played a little bit but I played Doom for maybe an hour and that hour was enough for me to know that I'm really gonna like this game it's just more of what the first Doom was but expanded 
I'm not sure if it's better. It seems like it's slower. Is it slower or is it just me? It seems like Doom Eternal plays a little slower than Doom. It could just be me or maybe they make you earn a speed boost or some shit that I don't know about yet. But um, I, I like it. It's like a Metroidvania Doom game. It, it's like, it's weird. Like, I love that Earth is being besieged by demons and we're basically going through Doom 2 again. And the gameplay is fantastic. It's very satisfying. The um The guns are very satisfying. The power-ups are cool. The upgrading your character is cool. Um, but I don't know. There's just something about it. I can't put my finger on it. I think I like the first game more. But I've only played it for an hour. Maybe a little more than an hour. So my opinion isn't a valid one by any means. I don't know enough. I haven't even fought my first boss yet. Right now, I'm just kind of getting to know the game. And it's been a while since I played a fast-paced shooter like that. So I'm kind of getting my ass whooped. But... I'm really enjoying the experience. I know I get my um, reflexes back eventually and I'll be kicking ass in no time. So Doom Eternal, I bought it on sale, 50% off on a Steam sale. And it's when I saw that, I was just like, yeah, I need it now because I knew it wasn't a $60 game for me personally. Um, I didn't buy the first Doom when it released right away. I waited till it was $10 and I bought, the, and I bought it then, played through it, really enjoyed the single player campaign really hated the multiplayer and that's what i thought of that i've played through the single player campaign a few times actually um and i will say right off the bat that i'm enjoying the presentation the graphics and and i'm not sure about the gameplay yet but i'm enjoying everything else about doom eternal more than the first doom there's that and that's uh, that's really all i have to say about that because i've only played for an hour so i'm gonna move on to pokemon and I've been a defender of Pokemon Sun and Moon. Oh, not Sun and Moon. God damn. That's the current one I'm playing is Sun and Moon. But I've been a defender of Pokemon Sword and Shield since they launched. I think they're fantastic Pokemon games. And Owl of Armor just launched a little bit ago. And it's honestly um, it's honestly great. I really like it. I don't think it's better than the main game. But it does add a lot to the main game. Because at any point in time... Whether you're just starting the game fresh or you beat the Pokemon League, you can go there and and catch new Pokemon and go through the story and not feel um, like you have to leave and go grind and come back. Because how it works is if you already beat the game, everything's upscaled to level 60 plus. But if you haven't beat the game, it's going to be like low leveled Pokemon, like level five, six, seven, eight Pokemon on the island. And I thought that was really fucking cool. So, but by but by playing the the on the out of armor i did notice that it favors in my opinion anyway that you be early game then late game it, it favors that because um in the in the early game you would just have to get um i forgot the name of that little pokemon's name but it's adorable you have to get him to level 30 to get him to evolve in the, by fighting through the tower and he'll become a water type or a dark type blah 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 but when you beat the league you have to be level you have to get it to level 70 and that can be as quick as giving him a bunch of extra large candies which i'm currently all out of or you do it the hard way and just go grinding through the pokemon league over and over or fighting wild pokemon over and over and over until it's level 70 but even then the battles are harder when you reach level 70 because you're just using him against other level 70 pokemon which makes it a little bit more challenging. I mean, it's not hard. Let's face it, it's Pokemon. But it can be hard depending on if you go in unprepared or not and not sure of what you're going to be getting into. So to me, it favors early game over late game. 
but I've put way too much work into my current. Um, I did already delete my old save after I migrated all my Pokemon to Pokemon Home. I deleted my save and started from scratch. So this is technically my second official playthrough of Pokemon that I completed. I'm at 55 hours right now on my new file. And I'm just enjoying walking around and catching all the returning Pokemon and um, training a new one that they added with the dojo. And it's just so um, cool. And the fact that my Pokemon can walk around behind me on the island is also really awesome. And Porygon, my friend, you take the award for best fucking walking animation <laughs> or floating animation, whichever one you want to call it. But that thing is fucking dope. You need to see it in action. And um, Isle of Armor is a nice little expansion. I mean... It's added more than what I thought it would add, and it's actually filled with content. Um, you can collect these 150 Diglets, and every few Diglets you catch, they give you a Pokemon from Sun and Moon, one of the Alolan Pokemon um, variants. And the next one that I'm going to get is at 100 Diglets, and I have um, 80 of them, I think. So I'm not too far away. And fighting the Diglets isn't overly difficult. And unlike Breath of the Wild, which has reminded me of, it's actually worth going out and finding those fucking Diglets because you get a reward for it. You get a Pokemon. While in Breath of the Wild, you didn't get anything. I mean, you, you can upgrade yourself, you know, like your your gear, your inventory space and stuff. But that's really it. Nothing too fantastic. So I'm really loving um, Isle of Armor and... Just wanted to give some positive vibes about Pokemon because I know how a certain minority of people out there like to hate on it. But I think a lot more people love the game than hate the game, especially lately. I think all that nonsense kind of died down after the launch of the game. And the final game that I want to touch up on before I leave you guys today is called Troubleshooter. Troubleshooter is a JRPG that plays like XCOM. And my god, is it good. Now, it's rough around the edges, but then again, everything can feel rough around the edges compared to XCOM because it's pretty much perfected that style of gameplay. Um, XCOM is literally perfect, in my opinion. You cannot go wrong playing XCOM. Any of them, they're perfect. Especially the new ones. So Troubleshooter isn't going to live up to XCOM as far as gameplay goes and it doesn't have to it's made by a smaller team it's not a triple a game like xcom is it doesn't have the big budget and it doesn't have the fancy voice acting or anything like that but what it does have is a damn good story so far beautifully um rendered background um still um pictures and they're not voice you have to read the dialogue but they did a good job here. It has good character customization and it has a set cast of characters and no permadeath. So if somebody dies, the most that'll happen to them is they'll be a little bit more tired than everybody else is after the match. Meaning you might not want to take them with you when you go on your next mission because they'll be really tired and fatigued. A troubleshooter is someone, a regular person actually, that was hired by the government to fight crime in the city of Valhalla. Valhalla is a city that the army is forbidden from entering because it conflict with the political parties that are currently present in the city. So in order to bring peace back to Valhalla, since it's the most violent city in the world, was to, was to pay the people to do it. They trained them and called them troubleshooters. And troubleshooters have 
um, special abilities. Um, the main character, Albus, he's a sword user that also has wind magic, so you can build him up in various different ways, have him uh, as more of a magic user or more of a melee user or both. And honestly, both works really damn good. Then the first partner you get is a is an electric mage, and the dude is AOE crazy. If there's a group of enemies there, you can fucking zap them all, because the fucking lightning fucking bounces off and arcs to different enemies. And um, that's all I got so far. I haven't played too much. I, I'm like four hours in, but um, I think I'm about to get my third partner soon. But she keeps putting me off. But my partner and I forgot his name. I'm horrible with names. But and my partner he did mention that um we eventually we're gonna have to get more help than just the two of us so i'm thinking that's building up to be getting my third partner and possibly even my fourth partner and i'm really looking forward to that because the game is really good it, it is so good i um and i got a text message <laughs> sorry about that and i um really like it and it's not just about going from mission to mission fighting there is a lot of um dialogue in the game there's a lot of cutscenes in the game as a matter of fact on a steam page it says there's over 80 story missions in the game all of them have a lot of dialogue and i think it said it has over 300 cutscenes or some shit so that's a that's a lot to go through it, it does more than just combat though after combat you have to get your energy back up by eating a meal or drinking um a beverage that you have to buy from the bartender slash landlord your bartender is your landlord, which is really cool. You have to pay your rent. I have no idea what happens if you miss a payment because I haven't missed one. But you have to pay your rent. And eventually your rent does go up because you also um, rent the storage locker from the guy. So you can have more storage space, which is pretty much a must in RPGs. And you also have to pay the people that work for you. So the, so my first companion is my employee as well as my companion and friend. So I actually have to pay his wages. And I have no idea what happened if I don't pay him. Will he leave? Will he just not work? I mean, I, I don't know. I think that's very interesting. And I might find out if I can't keep making money. But so far, uh, making money hasn't been a huge issue. But balancing what new gear to buy and how much money to save for my rent and companion has been a good challenge. And one that I... um that I really like. So Troubleshooters, uh, Troubleshooter, excuse me, is um, it's exclusive to PC right now. I have no idea if it's going to come to console or if they're working on a port. I know the developers are very active on Steam, updating the game and adding to the game and working on our servers. Um, it's an online game and an offline game. So you can either play online or offline. I don't think there is a difference between the two. I, I have not tried online yet. I've just been playing offline. I could be wrong on that. So um, don't take my word as like gospel there. And um, that's it, guys. That's um, that's all I got for you. Let me go ahead and close my book here. I am done. This has been nice. It's been nice coming back. And I wish my fucking AC worked. It's hot in here right now. <laughs> I had to turn my fan off for this. And I'm burning up. But this was nice. It's good to be back. And you guys can expect to hear from me more really soon. Have a wonderful day, people.